Welcome to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. This is your host, Ethan Gavon, coming to you from Sacramento, California. Keep Playing Baseball is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to helping every high school baseball player navigate the recruiting process and play college baseball. At KPB, we don't think money should dictate who has the opportunity to play college baseball or who gets to make informed decisions throughout the college baseball recruiting process. And all our resources, including this podcast, are 100% free. No signups, no fees, no strings attached. We use the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast in many different ways, but the main point is to get you the information you need to keep playing baseball. We appreciate you tuning in to the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast, the best source of recruiting information on the go. What's up, guys? Welcome to another daily KPB. On this episode, we're talking about summer baseball. We want to talk about creating a development plan that includes summer baseball rather than just showing up to games and assuming that that's going to be enough to get you as good as you could possibly get this summer. And so, you know, looking at college baseball, it's a pretty good example for, for high school baseball players. You know, the collegiate summer ball scene, it's got a totally different vibe than playing during your school season. And during the school year, the goal of each game is likely to win, right? You're trying to develop, but the focus is on winning, chasing championships. And while summer baseball you know, programs take their game seriously and, and a lot of programs have a lot of success. Development is really the point of collegiate summer ball leagues. And I think high school players should take note of that because that should be the focus of your summer ball league as well. Um, a lot of teams get caught up in ring chasing and winning. That's all important. That should always be the goal when you're in the moment, when you're in the game, you should always be playing to win. But that should definitely take a backseat to development. Um, and so uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk about how you can take a lesson from the most successful college baseball players and how they go about their summer business and apply that to your high school season. Because summer ball can be a great way for you to improve, but it's the players that, uh, you know, only focus on games without dedicating time to improving their baseball skills outside of gameplay that are likely going to be the ones that show back up to campus in the fall as the same player that they were at the end of their spring season. Um, it's just, it's, if you don't have an additional development plan, if summer ball isn't part of a bigger development plan, you're just not going to improve as much as you could. So, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about what the most successful college players do during the summer and how they improve. And then, you know, you can apply that same thing to your high school process. So the first, in order to improve, you need to know what skills or weaknesses you have to work on. Um, and that's, that's pretty basic, right? So most college programs, they have exit meetings with their players after the season's over. Their coaches let them know what they did well, um, what they need to improve on, areas of focus, um, basically talking about an assessment of where you are as a player, where they'd like you to be, and how you can get there. So building out this roadmap. 
um, the players, you know, they meet with their position coach, oftentimes their head coach as well. And if your high school doesn't have these meetings, ask your coach if you can set one up, you know, shoot them a text, uh, go into their office, find a way to get honest and objective feedback about your abilities. After you have this exit meeting, um, you should also do some self-reflection. You know, we have a a great article about a postseason self-evaluation and how you should be taking time after each season to reflect on what you did well, where you need to improve and, um, you know, where you need to devote your, your training economy, where you need to devote the majority of your time. And, uh, so using a balance of your own self-evaluation and honest and objective feedback from people who know college baseball well, or people who know what you need to do to improve, that is absolutely critical. I can't overstate that enough, how important it is to continually be seeking that honest and objective feedback because that's going to let you know how far away you are from, from your goals of where you want to be. And it's going to help you formulate a plan or a roadmap to get there. So, you know, after you have your exit meeting, you're going to have a pretty good idea about what you need to improve on as a player. And it may be hard to hear someone talk about your weaknesses, but, you know, being able to accept constructive criticism that's going to give you a plan for improvement moving forward. It's going to make you a better player. So it's just something that if you want to play at higher levels of baseball, you're going to have to get used to getting constructive criticism, getting feedback, um, where it's, where someone tells you, hey, you're not good enough in this area. That's okay. Here's what you can do. Um, just get used to that now because once you get to college, there will be a lot of that coming coming at you from all different angles, from your coaches, from – your teammates, and then hopefully from yourself, looking at your game critically. So hopefully you can meet and have an exit meeting with your coach. If you can't, at the very least, you need to do an honest and objective postseason self-evaluation. And uh, check out our resource on, on how to do that if you're not sure. Once you know the things that you need to focus on, the next step is formulating that plan, right? What is going to allow you to improve? And and that should take into account your summer schedule, right? Your summer playing schedule. The plan needs to be effective, but it also needs to be reasonable. So, you know, some summer ball teams play games every single day. And the amount of stress that that puts on your body needs to be taken into account when creating your development plan. So let's use this this everyday model to illustrate this point. So if if you meet with your coach and he says, I want you to come back hitting for more power, and you're playing in games every single day, having a plan to take 300 swings and lifting every day, that's probably not going to be the most effective way to go about achieving your power goals, right? You're going to end up getting tired. Uh, Your swing is going to revert back to its old ways because you're not going to be able to take quality uh, swings. You're going to be basically putting too much stress on your body, too much of a workload, and rather than gaining strength, you're going to be kind of wearing yourself down. So that's probably just going to end up making you more frustrated. An efficient way to work towards becoming that better power hitter would be to work with your your summer ball coach or your, your high school coach or any coach to set up a weight program where you're working out three to four times a week, 
giving your body the proper amount of time to recover. In the cages, instead of taking 300 swings, you can talk to your coach about working through drills that you like and taking more uh, appropriate number of swings with proper intent. So maybe it's 50 swings a day, maybe it's 75, but your focus is on the intent. You have a very specific focus and a very specific goal that you're trying to achieve so that every single rep you're making it count and you're being able to do that and stay fresh. So you're staying fresh enough for the games where you can take that, that cage work and take it onto the field and uh, continue to work towards your goal. So now playing in the games is actually complementing your development plan off the field and everything is working together. So then in the games, you can track the pitches that you're swinging at. You know, After each at-bat, you can make a quick note of the pitch that you swung at, the location, if you made solid contact with it. And then once you start tracking this information, you're going to start to see trends in the pitches that you hit hard. And you can start looking for those, for those specific pitches and swinging only at those pitches early in the count. So we know that a huge part of being able to hit for power is plate discipline, right? If you want to hit the ball with authority, you need to swing at pitches where you can hit the ball with authority. So as you can see, this is just one one made-up example, but now we've gone from, hey, I want to hit for more power, but you know, I'm playing every day and I'm grinding against myself in the weight room and in the cages, taking too many reps, n- losing strength and not becoming effective to a plan where, okay, I understand my playing situation. I'm playing in a lot of games. How can I maximize my time in the cage, my time off the field to make it the most impactful? How can I then translate that to the game? And then how can I track it and measure my success? How can I do other things that are going to make me a better player. So it's also important to note that you don't have to work on your goals alone. You know, many summer coaches sole objective and the reason why they're coaching summer ball is to help you improve and to help you develop. If that's not the case, you should think very carefully about playing for that coach, right? You should think very carefully about who you play for, what their goals are and how that's going to help you with your goals. It's likely that your coach is gladly going to want to help you work through your plan and then showing your summer coach that that you have a plan, that's going to help them a lot when they're coaching you. They're going to know exactly what you're trying to achieve, exactly what you want to work on, and they can help you look for those things in the games and look for ways to uh, to make those adjustments throughout the course of the summer. So now you have a compre- comprehensive development plan. It takes into account your summer ball. And you're not working against your coach, you're working with them. Everyone's pulling on the rope in the same direction. And now you're going to have a much, much greater chance of taking your game to the next level, really fulfilling, um, you know, the impact that a summer can have in your development and, and reaching your ceiling for that summer in terms of growth. So, you know, the main point here is just summer ball is a great opportunity to improve your skills before you go back to school. But Summer ball alone isn't going to do as much as summer ball being a piece of your developmental puzzle. It takes concentrated work on your part to get the most out of summer ball. And you can learn from the most successful college players, which is which which have this type of 
you know, full concept of a development plan. They have a, a plan from the time they wake up each day to the time their head hits the pillow. Their plan incorporates skill work off the field, their games. It involves their, their coaches and people who have a, a stake in what's going on. Um, it's an all-encompassing effort to get better throughout the summer. So you can learn from these successful college players. You can work with your coach to put together a personal development plan, you know, based on your goals and factoring in other demands. And then you can use our articles on goal setting and holding yourself to high standards on a daily basis to help and get you to get that plan rolling on a day-to-day basis, right? You can use that stuff so that you know you're setting your goals the right way and you're you're finding ways to track your goals and you're able to look at the end of the summer and see the progress that you've made. So pretty much the only thing that's left now uh, that you have a better idea of how to set forth uh, a summer plan to get better is for you guys to just get to work. So learn from the best, learn from the college players, and uh, hopefully you guys have a productive summer. As always, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Happy to talk about this stuff and, uh, and help you guys reach your goals. Thanks for making it to the end of this episode of the College Baseball Recruiting 101 podcast brought to you by Keep Playing Baseball. If you find value in our podcast, please help us make it better. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Leave us a five-star rating. Write a review. All of that helps us get this information into the hands of those who need it most. We're always beyond excited to get questions and provide more information You can reach us by email at keepplayingbaseball at gmail.com. Our Twitter DMs are open. That's at keepplayingbb. Same is true for our Instagram account. That's at keepplayingbaseball. And Facebook, keepplayingbaseball. We're always excited to help provide you with the information that you need to make educated decisions in the recruiting process and move towards your goal of playing college baseball. Don't hesitate to reach out if you need anything. And we'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, take care.